Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. All right. Hello. Good, good, good. I've got uh, Emma. Hola, ¿qué tal? Two people already nearly forgot your name. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, see, Senorita. Tell me, Banco. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, was it El Horno, wasn't it? Yes. That was what I saw the other week on that, um, that board. That, that is what you saw, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we got Jesse, haven't we? Hey, Chris, how you doing? Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom, boom, boom. There you go. I never realised Jesse was on the... I've never realised Jesse was on the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. Um, right, OK, so we're going to be talking about uh, Premier League games midweek, European games, and... Um, Bits of Bob's news, Premier League games are coming this weekend, but I think there's probably only one place we can start, and that is uh, with the Super League. So, what Super know... League? I've never Super seen a Super League. League. You don't watch your rugby league? Well, I, I, I don't think I don't think a Super uh, Super League is dead, isn't it? It's dead. Dead in the water. Well, it's yeah. not quite dead in the water, is it? Because um, the English clubs have pulled out, uh, as have the Italian clubs, since you guys recorded on Monday. Um, and all that is left is Barcelona, Juventus and Madrid. So um, Barcelona released a statement earlier on tonight reaffirming their commitment to the Super League. Florentino Perez uh, still insists it's a, a going concern as well, isn't he? He said, quote, unquote, uh, project is on standby. Um, Sid Lowe made a good point today. Has he accidentally told everyone that, uh, given the fact that he wants the Super League to start because of finances uh, for these 12 teams. Has he accidentally told everyone that Real Madrid have got no money? Everybody knew that anyway. But is it like sort of final confirmation that they're a basket case? Everybody knew that anyway. Everybody knew that anyway, okay. (laughs) Do you think think that there's a link between the fact that he's just been re-elected? So if anything, he's never been in a stronger position like it seems coincidental that the week after he's been re-elected, these plans come out. Yeah, I haven't thought about that before, but um, yes, I don't suppose he would have done that before. Imagine if he'd run on a ticket of doing the Super League. If you well, let well, me, I'll get I'll still still unopposed, so it wasn't really going to be yeah. too big a problem, was it? He could run a he could run a ticket of whatever he wanted. So there was a huge backlash this week. Um, uh, we saw the scenes of the Chelsea fans outside Stamford Bridge talking to, or confronting Peter Cech, of which Perez said there's only 40 of them, and I could tell you where they came from. Um, the players have spoken about it against it. Patrick Bamford and James Milner did. Uh, Jordan Henderson organised a meeting of Premier League captains. Um, 
and there's obviously backlash by the uh, fans as well at Manchester United today as Red Issue organised a uh, protest at the Carrington training ground. Um, I did wonder if this had been declared, a Super League had been declared during the time pre-social media, would they have gotten away with it? No. No? You still think it would have not happened? I still think... I don't think it took social media for people to protest outside grounds. But to galvanise people and sort of gather people together. I mean, look at what happened in... Um, I always get this confused now because I don't really care that much about Florence, about about Italy. But look about what happened. Was it in Florence when they was it where they rioted for three days when the players were sold? Well, I suppose so. And I suppose it's um, FC United in Manchester. That was 2005, wasn't it, I guess, when the Glazers came in. That was definitely pre-Twitter, wasn't it? So, yeah, OK, no, fair enough. Um, so other club reactions as well. So we saw uh, Leeds and Brighton players uh, wearing T-shirts this week. Um, Liverpool fans have put their, their banners out. And as I say, Chelsea and Manchester United fans as well. Um, have we seen football as a force or uh, things in football as a force for good this week? Or are we all going to go back to keep calling each other sort of nonces after the weekend? Emma. I mean, I imagine it's already gone back to normal, hasn't it? Kind of has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that utopian paradise lasted for like five hours. Yeah. I wonder about right now, if I was if I was the English clubs, I would be being especially annoyed at the actions of uh, Florentino Perez, even if what he was saying was essentially true because um, I think the only reason they lost their bottle, I don't think, I don't think these, the clubs lost their bottle because a handful of people turned up outside the Chelsea, more than a handful, like a sizable people, but a small group of people protest outside Stamford Bridge as they're playing Brighton or all those other things you said about that, Chris. I think, you read my joke on the WhatsApp group, by the way. What was that? I'm not going to repeat it in here. Is that because I, I ruined it again? Is that why? No. <laughs> Tell you later on. Okay. Um, that's because it's more... That suggests it was inappropriate then. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it may well have been. I think that um, they lost their bottle because the other 14 clubs essentially met and, without saying it, basically said, we're going to kick you out. Yeah. And I think that was the that was it. That was when they decided, right? We've got we, we we can't deal with that. We've gone too far. But now, essentially, these these are six clubs in England. If you look at just from an English perspective, these are six clubs that have tried to try to basically start a coup, right? Mm. Now, when when people when a, when a when a coup a coup a failed coup happens, do you? Kindly sit down and negotiate with the people who started the coup. Just look, well, we'll give you quite a lot of the things you want, or do you, they tend to be punished? And I, I think that there's some, there's a little bit of blood in the water, and there's going to be a sense that people are going to want some sort of form of vengeance. And yeah. the worst thing that could be happening for them right now is Perez Malvin off going, no, 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 no this is still a good idea. <laughs> 
I think, yeah, lots of people have sort of had their two penneth worth as to what should happen to these clubs. Stan Collingwood today saying that clubs should be these clubs should be banned for the next three to five transfer windows or years or something. He said Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher have come out against it. And I do find things like that a little bit mm, because, you know, when you've got people talking from behind a paywall where you have to pay many, many pounds a year to watch them talk, um, talking about the integrity of fans and the integrity of the game. Same as Rio Ferdinand as well, when he's um, calling out this and he's quite happy to sort of cheerlead for Mike Ashley. Um, it's, it, it's Some things are a little bit grubby in all this. And I, I, I don't think there's a sort of entirely white good versus evil in this at all. But I'm glad it's not happening. Can anyone see this? Is it a dead dog or can anyone see this happening in sort of the next... Ten years or so. Sorry, is your Just argument that is your argument that someone who's play, works for Sky can't have an opinion on that? They can certainly have an opinion on it. I think it's maybe when you paint yourself as some sort of shining light or sort of white knight of uh, morality and and everything else, and destroying about, and talk about integrity of competitions and stuff when. You know, you're paying a, a striker five grand a week in non-league football and you're sort of working for a company behind a paywall um, and things like that. Amazon coming out and talking about the integrity of the game and you think, well, look at how you treat your workers and you're coming out with statements like that. I think there's a lot of superiority here. Leeds as well, when they talked about creating a championship two or Premier League two and cutting off some of the other fans and then they wear those T-shirts the other day. I think people are sort of... The wrong people are maybe sort of... Chris, have you accidentally got in a position where you're trying to defend Liverpool again and you realise you shouldn't be doing that? This, <laughs> this, this has already happened. This, this only happened last week. Don't do it I'm again. Not Liverpool. I mean, no, Jamie Carragher is um, is equally as culpable as, as Gary Neville. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, uh, I'm not defending Liverpool. I'm just... I'm not, I'm not defending any of that. I think the, the Super League is a terrible idea. But I'm just thinking about the people coming out and saying this. They've got their own sort of skeletons in closets and maybe not as great as they're patting themselves on the back and thinking they are. Um, I've not heard anyone come out saying, I'm great, these people are terrible. Mm. Anyway, any, anyway. <laughs> more importantly, how are we going to punish yeah. them? Well, you, Chris. Well, both of you, actually. What can I? Um, what sort of great punishment can I come up with? <laughs> we have to sit down and think about what we've done for a very long time. <laughs> what you want me to? You, you want me to put you on a timeout? Is that what you think this is going to get? <laughs> yeah, John Henry and one Laporta have to go on a timeout, pal. Right, John Henry. John Henry's got a lot, of, a lot to. Uh, he's he's been the, one of the least impressive specimens of this. I'm trying to work out how many points I need to deduct all of them for Arsenal to get relegated. <laughs> oh, Twenty point deduction seems harsh. It'll be unprecedented. It's not really going to be that many, is it? Twenty it needs to be as many as twenty at the moment. Bloody hell, Fulham! Come on, and even then they they'd have a game in hand on Fulham and be able to get away with it. Um, <laughs> now they'd still Arsenal it. What's the reaction in Spain been like? While Adam I just want to, I just want to slag off, I just want to slag off John Henry a little bit more. Sorry, I'm not oh, done you, yet. I will let him do that. <laughs> yield the floor. Um, he came out with his uh, his apology his apology video, right? Like a YouTuber, he's done something bad. Um, <laughs> it looked like a hostage video. <laughs> but in it, just completely like. 
surely these people are hiring PR, like emergency PR people at this point. But apparently not, because I, I just something stuck. The, the thing that stuck in in, <laughs> in my throat as as you watch it is he only apologizes to Liverpool fans. <laughs> Oh, fuck everybody else. Oh, you're laughing, Chris, and I don't. I don't know whether you're laughing sincerely or not, but because you think that this is part of my general gripe against Liverpool. But I generally mean that. Does he not? Owe, do, do these clubs not owe football an apology? No, I wasn't laughing at you. I was just laughing at the fact he only laughed uh, sort of apologised to Liverpool fans because yes, he should be apologising to everybody. Um, who was it? Was it Cronky that ran round the other fourteen chairmen? I don't know. That Cronky... doesn't sound like something he'd do. No. <laughs> I thought it was. That sounds like far too much work for Cronky. <laughs> Cronky, Cronky hasn't got the Cronky hasn't even got the name and number of the, some of the chairman in the firm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's all it's all very, very indefensible. So I'm not gonna sort of say I'm not going to sort of defend Liverpool or anything like that. I think they behaved terribly. But yeah, um, just the reaction in Spain, Emma, has it been as similar to the sort of vehemency it's been here? No. No? If you think about it, the, the, there's two Spanish teams still left in the fucking competition. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you have to realise that here is that Florentino Perez has been pushing this for 10 years. Yeah. And is he's been idea, working on it seriously for three years. Is the idea that something that you you mentioned when we spoke on Monday about how the how skewed the TV deal all in Spain already is to Real Madrid and Barcelona? Yeah. Does that mean that you have a slightly different dynamic where the fact that the two teams that are still in it are Real Madrid and Barcelona is because they essentially are all powerful? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As in. Maybe the other the big six in England thought they were all powerful and then realised that they if only they were a big seven, the maths would be in their favour. But they, they had to stop at six and unfortunately a majority of fourteen could still expel them. Yeah, well whereas Real Madrid and Barcelona are genuinely all powerful. So they can do they literally can just walk around doing whatever they want. We could our people who work for our club could murder a lot of other clubs and it'd be fine. Um, not not a Spain issue, but on again on a wider issue. In good news for Manchester United, Ed Woodward's resigned. <laughs> I think some Man United fans might take that from this whole situation. But he said that he resigned because he didn't want to be in the Super League. As they were, yeah. As they were, as yeah. But that was a bit stupid because he was doing that as they were pulling out. Yeah. What Just, does he think? He could have waited twenty four hours. It's not like a secret that he's been working on. Everyone, everyone at Manchester United was working on this, but shh, don't tell Ed. <laughs> He'd be furious if you found out about this. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Glazers are finally about to fire him because they realised just how incompetent he was. That <laughs> that literally no one knew what was going on below. He's like um, when in Arrested Development, when Gobe has to be in charge because of um, <laughs> because Michael's been voted out, so he goes. But he doesn't. Michael's secretly in charge. Um, can we see this coming back in the next few years? Yes. Yeah. No, of course. It, it's it's happened before anyway, hasn't it? They've talked about it. it. It's like cyclical. It'll come back. This time they've gone a lot further than they ever have. 
but well, it'll come back again. Yeah, I remember us mentioning on the us, I mentioned on the podcast they had a website. Yeah, <laughs> they had a logo and everything. Um, Champions League reforms have also been announced this week. Uh, so, sound an awful lot like a Super League to me. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> let me let me tell you what these reforms are. So they're going to be th- it's going to go from thirty two to thirty six teams. Um, one league, uh, each club will play ten games versus ten opponents. The top eight will qualify. Teams nine to twenty four will have a two leg playoff to see who gets in the last sixteen. There are two places for teams who haven't qualified via the league, but. I've got the highest coefficient over the last five years. So if Liverpool have a duff season and don't qualify automatically, if their coefficient's good enough, they'll still get in. You mean um, this season? Uh, but, but unfortunately, it's just a couple of years too late. Um... <laughs> so I, I kind of thought when those Champions League, um, because it was no great secret that these Champions League reforms were going to be announced, why did they go for the Super League on the Sunday night when they knew they were going to get this? Because surely this makes it easier for those 12 teams, doesn't it? Because Florentino Perez is a desperate man. Why, if he's just won the um, election? He ran unopposed. But he still won, so why is he desperate? It's really sort of cock of the walk, isn't he? Because they're in crushing amounts of debt. It's same with Barcelona. The only reason that we are still involved in this is because we have a billion euros worth of debt. And this year, Juan Laporta is liable for 700 million of it this year. We need to get rid of 700 million euros of debt. And I don't know how he's going to do that. I'm the European to, I'm, Super I'm, League. I'm, I'm not sure why he decided to, to uh, why he decided to run for the election. That sounds like a, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a stupid idea. <laughs> and of course, he was already signed up to this by the previous president. He'd already committed yes. Barcelona to it because he's a stellar guy. Plausible mm-hmm. deniability. Exactly, that's what it is. OK, right. I'll tell you what, let's move on from the Super League. Let's talk about a couple of midweek Premier League games. So, uh, on we Tuesday, didn't watch. Which we didn't watch. <laughs> it didn't happen because we were all too busy worrying about the Super League, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, 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 sorry, because you just... I genuinely want to know, like, because there's a little bit more I want to talk about. Like, one, in England, Chris, how should we punish these teams? I honestly don't know. I have thought about this. I, I don't have an answer. I don't, I don't think it should. I, a points. I don't think it should be a points. Like, I don't know. Like, Money. Uh, Money's not going to work, is it? I, I don't think yeah, you can I, easily afford it. The transfer ban's you... stupid. I don't see that as being a. No, because it means Liverpool won't be able to sign Mbappe. Ban them from European competition. Potentially. For how long? A season Ever? forever. Well, <laughs> what you could do is you could take away the Champions League places this year. Yeah, but that to though yeah, but then uh, Liverpool and Tottenham and Arsenal aren't well. Arsenal oh, no, especially you, you... aren't being punished. <laughs> no. Uh, well, you, okay, you could you could forward you could forward date the Arsenal ones, couldn't you, to when they next qualify for the Champions League. Um, that's, yeah, I, mean, I, have, I have thought, what can, how can you punish a team that's sort of so incredibly wealthy as this? La Liga have already said that they're not going to punish them because there's nothing that they can do. Uh, so, and Javier Debas said that the punishment had already been given out and it was to their reputations. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't think they care. 
<laughs> so we we both know that nothing will happen, but obviously in this country again, because like the government got quite excited for it. Well, worried. I don't know. Worried. Oh, involved at least they got involved. Distracted. For it, distracted. Distracted from more important issues. Sure. Yeah. Um, for uh, uh, got involved and, and started talking about this and. Um, one of the things that I don't know how much I can't remember how much I got talked about it is in, when we talked on Monday is that where I genuinely got excited, so excited as I thought that maybe what could be left of football in in like proper non Super League football that there could have been size for change there. Now I want that it feels very unlikely that a Conservative government would have would have the uh, the balls to do this or any of the other Premier League, but. Uh, could there be something like? Could we sort of to try and like? Because essentially now, the, what the Premier League really has to do as a collective is curtail this happening again. Like mm. they need to, they, these these six clubs need to be neutered as such, so that they don't have the the power to start sort of trying to call all all the shots again. Like, could there be some sort of installation of insisted on? Um, uh, insisted fan ownership as part of having a, being a Premier League club. I don't know. That, I, I don't. I can't see fifty plus one have figure this country. Does does our uh, ownership model actually make any sense in the Premier League? Does Your like ownership model. Barcelona, yeah. Does that make any sense for you guys in the Premier League? Well, I don't. <laughs> At the heart of it, I don't understand why an ownership model matters. Um, beyond, I get what we're saying on like the other things about, but in terms of, I don't, I don't understand why. Why would um, an ownership model like that not work? You've never done it before. Oh sure, but which which would suggest that someone somewhere so, in England thinks that's not a thing that anybody should do. So that, but. If we've never done it before, we do have the current right government who could install it because they've got the confidence to do it. We don't need to... They, they won't even read the rest of the, the whole proposal. They'll get it done. Can you imagine this right-wing government installing some sort of no. socialist 50 plus one ideal in no. this free market? No, I, <laughs> no, I, no, I can't. But <laughs> I could. there was something about the idea of that I could have seen that if, if, if we had a Premier League that was left, I think I could have seen seen something like that yeah maybe. I, I don't know why um i don't know what the rumor was i don't even know how it works in germany beyond i get i understand that but i don't know whether they have the same sort of election process and membership as such as as um as they do in uh spain um we're gonna have to move on unfortunately because we've got rest of a podcast we, look chris no one wants to talk about chelsea brighton <laughs> All right, Chelsea played Brighton, they drew 0-0. Okay, that was interesting. <laughs> Wednesday. You can do this for Manchester City as well. well Manchester no, that, City that was quite, let's move on. That was quite an interesting game, to be honest, because John, um, Phil Foden took his goal very, very well. Chris, has seen, well, as well. Chris has seen photos of that one, so he wants to talk about it. <laughs> no, I saw I saw highlights on YouTube of that one. Uh, John Stones and um, Matty Cash got sent off. So, we'll go to... Spurs versus Southampton, because this was Ryan Mason's first game in charge, because this week Jose Mourinho has been sacked as well, hasn't he? The first and only European Super League manager to get sacked. It's been a very wary week, wasn't it? I mean, George He's got that on his CV. <laughs> George, 
Derek Chauvin was found guilty of killing George Floyd. And that was all, I mean, you know, by Tuesday night this week, I think there'd been like, enough news for everybody, hadn't there? Um, yeah, they probably sacked him because they thought they were going to get Super League money to pay off, <laughs> didn't they? That's why they took the chance. So Southampton went 1 0 up in the first minute. And Gareth Bell with a very lovely goal. It um, was. Scored. I saw that yeah. on the news. That was lovely. Yeah, it was very good, that goal that was. And then VAR denied uh, Son on the 76 minutes before they got a um, penalty in the 90th minute. So Ryan Mason wins with his first game in charge. Um, Ryan Mason is 29 years old. Uh, he was born five years after Hugo Lloris was born. Um, so uh, Richard Jolly on Twitter today gave this as an equivalency of um, uh, if you were to have the goalkeeper in goal that was born five years before you were born, uh, Dino Zoff would currently be in goal for Crystal Palace. Um, given the years he was born between uh, after um, oh my God, am I the yeah. same age as Hugo Lloris? Yeah, five years younger. Um, Nuno and Klinsman have been linked with the job permanently. Klinsman. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think Klinsman's linked himself with the job, to be honest. I, 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 I imagine, considering the season he's having as well, Nuno's probably doing a fair job, fair bit of that as well. Did you hear the story this week how Jose hung around at the training ground for four hours after he was sacked telling all the players where they'd gone wrong? Amazing. <laughs> he sat them all down and just talked to them for four hours like some sort of David Koresh Bible lecture about where they'd all gone wrong and, you know, how they'd failed him and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> How they failed him. I just sitting listening to that. Why would you listen to that for four hours? By the man that's just been. Oh, I imagine he wasn't. I imagine they didn't listen to. I imagine it was very much him shouting at passing people for four hours. Like, I imagine. (laughs) I think he called him in. I think each individual player only heard it for about 35 seconds. I think maybe he called them into his office, I think. I don't think he had them in a sort of, sort of circle thinking about it, from what I've read. Apparently, according to The Athletic, the only player that was fully on side with um, Mourinho by the time he left was Harry Kane. Really? Yeah. But the, artic- the articles, uh, well, everything was suggesting that the reason they sacked him is because they were worried they were going to lose Harry Kane. They still might be worried. Um, I... Well, I yeah, I mean, they still they still might be worried that he's going to go, regardless of um, regardless whether Mourinho's there or not. I tell you, while we're here, should we do a little preview of the League Cup final as well? Because that's this weekend, and Ooh, Spurs are in that. Cup football. Cup football. So this would be quite a nice thing for Ryan Mason. Is this key for um, Harry Kane staying, do you think, if Spurs get a trophy? But this one. The, this one, yeah. The League, <laughs> the, the League Cup. I guess so. Can we see a, a scenario when Harry Kane retires? If he stays at Spurs, doesn't get Alan Shearer's record and has zero trophies? That would be a hell of a wasted career for Harry, Harry Kane, wouldn't he? Or it? It would like, be quite funny, though. It would be very funny. Or maybe like a League Cup or an FA Cup or something, and that's it. Like Alan Shearer has only, sort of, only had one honour, didn't he? He had um, one Premier League title, and that was it. Because he's a bottler. <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> I, believe um, there, I believe with Ferguson's words. Yeah. Uh, yes, it'd be very strange for Harry Kane. But yeah, how do we think we're going to get on a Sunday? What sort of game do you think we're going to get? Who are they playing? Manchester City. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Jesus, that's how much I don't care. Uh, I. Manchester City are going to win. Why am I even thinking about it? I mean, of course they're going to win. I mean, 
I mean, they are get the what, and then get presented what I believe will then be known as the Pep Guardiola Trophy. Because <laughs> you get to keep it after if you want it five times, right? I hope they put nice yellow and red Catalan ribbons on it for him. I mean, love they. Uh, Manchester City only three wins away from winning the Premier League, so I guess Pep can afford to sort of go for this trophy at the weekend and rest some sort of players. Uh, in the Didn't they make like eight changes against Aston Villa? Uh, they may well have done. Yeah, I think he was probably thinking, "Ooh, cup final." Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's not come up against Ryan Mason before, is he? He is obscenely young, and I don't like it. I, I mean, was going to say this is the, this is the kind of thing though that gives Pep heart palpitations, right? Like <laughs> it really is. Yeah. He likes to have spent the last sort of like like seventy two hours in in a dark room just watching his watching his opposition play to learn what they want. But Ryan Mason turns up and gives him gives him ninety minutes of football. <laughs> Mason ball. Pep just watching it over and over again. What do we do? Right, bits and bobs of news. Okay, so um, speaking of Super Leagues, uh, some have said that the Premier League wants Celtic and Rangers to join um, the Premier League to make some sort of UK Super League, given recent precedents with Holland and Belgium announcing they're going to form some sort of United League. And of course, you've got uh, teams from Andorra, Monaco, um, Liechtenstein, Wales as well that play in leagues that aren't part of their country. Um, Sorry, what? They're, they're Holland and Belgium are, jo- are joining leagues. Yes, they are, aren't they? Uh, what, are no, they? You, you said that, and I asked you, and you said, "Don't, t- don't tell it to me." Like that's, well, I think that's good news. I think it's something that has been confirmed. Yes, a few months ago. Okay, I'm taking a word for it. They should do that in Scandinavia as well. But okay. honestly, if you say anything confidently, then you can get away with it. Um, I think that there will be a certain irony to Celtic, a bastion of Scottish independence, joining the English Premier League. I'd oh, love it though, wouldn't they? What Celtic, the 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 bastion of Scottish independence? Yeah, I think they would. I um, I curtailing the to the to the English Premier League. About 17, 18 years ago, I used to work with a Rangers fan, and he was adamant that both teams wanted it, and it was bound to happen sooner rather than later. I mean, eighteen years is a long time, but um, that sort of feeling hasn't gone. No, but I want. Yeah, it hasn't gone from them, but I think it might have gone from everyone else. I wonder whether football's passed okay. by. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I mean, is it... Uh, Ali was right... Uh, I can't remember if it was Ali right. I think it was Ali was right from what he said about them being two of the four biggest teams in, in Britain, but... Like, they'd get, they'd get tomped, wouldn't they? <laughs> they'd, they'd be Probably relegated. Would. They'd get relegated before you knew it. Yeah, where'd they start? Where they start in sort of like the Isthmian League or something and work their way at the Pyramid? Well, no, I think the problem is they'd start in the Premier League and end up down in, <laughs> <laughs> end up down in League One. Okay, fair enough. Um, big, Jay- big, big game against Portsmouth, though, wouldn't it? That'd get a crowd. <laughs> That'd be a hell of an away day, wouldn't it? Um, Jesse Lingard has spoken about how his mother's battle with depression has affected his own mental health. He said, quote, unquote, it feels like you're not the same person. Uh, I wasn't Jesse Lingard. Um, just nice to see him doing well at West Ham. Uh, Premier League annual turnover. Oh. Okay, right. <laughs> Garth Crooks wasn't happy with it. No. 
Uh, Premier League annual turnover up to the end of July 2020 uh, was £2.9 billion, pounds, that's with a B, um, down from £3.3 billion the previous year. Uh, and TV revenue in the same period for international streams, uh, that was down £500 million to £1.35 billion as well. So, you know, maybe these six clubs at the top, maybe they are sort of scraping barrels. Oh, yes. What was that? <laughs> Let me get my tiny violin out for them. <laughs> Uh, Christoph Metzelder is to stand trial next week, um, accused of uh, child sex charges uh, or um, child pornography. Uh, his lawyer says, quote unquote, he knows what he's done uh, and he's shocked at himself for having this kind of double life. Though obviously he's not a paedophile. Obviously. Um, obviously not. Until he... A lot of heavy lifting there. <laughs> <laughs> until until Jane Prosos is complete. <laughs> I, think he, I think he could do a dictionary to... Understand the <laughs> definition. Used to pay for Real Madrid, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Why well, it all make sense? Just going to leave that out there without comment. Um, yes, I'll pass of course. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the words obviously he's not a paedophile do completely and utterly stand until the end of due process. Increase Christoph Metzolder or his lawyer yeah, listening. But he does have a lot from his law. It does have a lot from his lawyer, like he's planning on pleading guilty. So I'm not sure they used to. <laughs> If he gets found not guilty, mm. he, he's still the paedophile. I, I cannot stress that enough. Um, in France, <laughs> <laughs> it was the French Cup quarterfinals, and fourth tier uh, Rumley Valier beat second tier Toulouse two 0 There also wins for. Uh, PSG, um, Montpellier, and Monica, who beat Lyon in a rather entertaining game 2 0. A uh, couple of bits of Dores, Universitario lost 3 2 to Palmeiras thanks to a 95th minute uh, Reynan goal. Um, always ready of Bolivia beat Internacional 2 0. Uh, Santos lost 2 0 to Barcelona, Emma. Sorry, they're called Always Ready. They're called Always Ready. They're a Bolivian team. And they, did you say that they won or lost? They beat Internacional of Brazil 2 0. Oh, then they were ready. Yeah. They were, weren't they? Why is their team name in English? Uh, because they do that in Bolivia sometimes. Because the strongest also played, and they lost to Boca Juniors one 0 <laughs> They do that in Bolivia. <laughs> 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 well, that's what they do. Those crazy Bolivians. Uh, and Santos of Brazil lost two 0 to Barcelona. Emma. Well, at least someone is losing to Barcelona. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also. Uh, Oh, uh, Manchester City. Oh, crikey. Manchester City have had a week of PR, haven't they? Um, maybe they thought to themselves, how can we make this worse? Well, they thought they would call upon convicted paedophile Barry Bennell as a witness in a litigation case for them. Um, yes. So Manchester City making a uh, bad week a whole lot worse. Uh, Huddersfield Town sponsors, Strikes Limited, are in trouble. Um much of their Twitter, uh, the last few weeks and months, has been replying to uh, uh, other accounts talking about how great Donald Trump is and how Joe Biden's a fraud and didn't win the election. Um, and their bio, their, tw their Twitter bio says uh, debt recovery, traveller eviction and repossession order. Um, I don't I mean, maybe Huddersfield Town didn't quite look at the Twitter account, the Strikes Limited. Uh, Strikes Limited have sort of closed their Twitter account tonight. Um, Huddersfield haven't made any sort of comment on their social media. Sorry, I'm confused. What? So the problem... <laughs> what is Strikes Limited? Strikes Limited are a company involved in debt recovery, travel eviction and repossession orders. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Let's not... Right. 
Huddersfield Town's problem here is not the fact they didn't look at their Twitter account, is they didn't look at what they fucking did before they decided <laughs> to put on their shirt. Yeah, they just signed a letter with a stamp, didn't they? Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> they just saw, they just checked, all they did was count the number of zeros on the end of the check. And just <laughs> went, yeah. Exactly. Yes, that was the bit of news I was going to tell you about pre record that you asked oh, uh, Not great, is it? Um, this is the same club. Sorry, this is the same club that had pa- last season or the season before had Paddy Power in there. So I'm just saying, I'm not linking the two, but kind of am. For legal reasons, he's not thinking the two. No, and neither of them are involved with Christophe Metzelder either. Well, you don't know that, but... We can't be sure. There's no proven <laughs> link. <laughs> Quick, let's go and talk about something else instead. Um, in Spain, so there's been all sorts going on this week, hasn't there, Emma? So there's been sort of... There's games going on tonight. So Barcelona are playing Getafe. Getafe, yep. And blah, 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 Atleti playing or Sevilla playing? I can't remember. Uh, Atletico Madrid played earlier and they won, I yeah. think. Um, uh, Sevilla played last night, I think. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, I won't read out the league. I won't, Thank I you won't... for caring about my league. Well, I'm not finished yet. Um, I won't read out the league positions because obviously these are all sort of subject to change, but I will read out the fixtures for this weekend. So it's Real Madrid versus Betis. Um, Betis, who I thought did really well last weekend. I did like that free kick. Did you see that? The one where Nabil Fakir tapped it to uh, Joaquin and then it was yes. whammed in the back of the net. That was a lovely goal, wasn't it? Whammed. Whammed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the term that we use here in Spain. El whammo. Whammed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Sevilla played Granada um, Villarreal played Barcelona and it's the pronunciation derby as Athletic play Athleti uh, <laughs> the pronunciation derby which you will not win <laughs> um, what do you reckon to that one how, how do you think that one's going to go Emma the pronunciation derby the pronunciation derby <laughs> that's going quite an interesting game isn't it uh, yeah I think Athletic should win Athletic Club are probably a bit sad after their crushing cup final defeats <laughs> in two weeks. It's a bit sad. Yeah, OK. And what about Madrid Betis? Do you think that is um, a foregone conclusion? Or Betis? Uh, I, I, I can never tell with Betis away. Yeah, the, the, this is the problem. They are extraordinarily, like, um, oh, what's the word? Inconsistent. Inconsistent. They are inconsistently inconsistent. That is what they are. Uh, so yeah. it depends which one of them turns up. Okay. And what about VRL? They're down in seventh place, aren't they? But they are very good. Uh, yes, and you're away as well. So. And Gerard Moreno is probably the player of the season in La Liga so far. Uh, yeah. oh, look, oh, look, Emma's found a way to talk up the team that happened to be playing Barcelona. <laughs> I'm not it's a, stupid. It's a crisis. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? So, um, in Italy, Inter are top on 76 points, AC Milan on 66 points uh, in second place, and then both on 65 is uh, Atalanta and Juventus. So, uh, earlier on this week... Um, into one in, in midweek. Uh, AC Milan lost 2-1 at home to Sassuolo. 
the Sassuolo manager very animated about the Super League, and I think he took great pleasure in beating uh, Milan. Uh, and Atlanta drew 1-1 with Roma earlier on today. They really should have been out of sight by half-time. I watched this first half, and Atlanta should have been like three or four up, so they'll be kicking themselves on that one. They could have gone to second as well. Uh, so this weekend, um, interplay Hellas Verona, uh, Lazio play AC Milan, and uh, it's Fiorentina versus Juventus in the Roberto Baggio derby. Uh, in Germany, there were midweek games here. So Bayern on 71 points and now 10 clear of RB Leipzig. Um, Wolfsburg on 57 points, Frankfurt on 56. And lurking in the background on 52 points is Dortmund. And I say that because Dortmund are playing Wolfsburg this weekend. So Wolfsburg at home to Dortmund. Uh, Mainz are playing Bayern. Bayer Leverkusen are playing Eintracht Frankfurt. And RB Leipzig are playing Stuttgart. Schalke were relegated this week. Finally put out of their misery. Um, who saw the Schalke Ultras chasing the players around the ground? <laughs> Did anyone see this? No, I didn't, but this is, a, this is a team that 10 years ago was in a Champions League semi-final. Yeah. They've won two games all season in the league. This is why you have a Super League. <laughs> yeah, the team got back after... I can't remember where they played. I think it was... Um, I can't remember where it was. I wasn't even going to try and guess. Uh they got back from where they played, uh, back to the Schalke Stadium, and the Ultras were there waiting. And as the players got off the bus, bus the Ultras chased them around the stadium, Benny Hill style. <laughs> Why did they, How did they get in the stadium? So they got off the bus and then somehow oh, sorry, into ran the, the outside, stadium. Ran the, sorry, ran the outside of the stadium. So we like the car park. Excellent. Whose idea was it to <laughs> let them get out of the bus? I have no idea. Uh, and in France, it's really close in France. Top four are split by three points. Um, and of course, only three getting to the Champions League in France. So... Uh, Lille, who drew last week, are on 70 points. They're top. They are a point ahead of PSG, who won their last two. Uh, Monaco on 68 points in third place. They are a team in form. They uh, have won their last four in the league. And, of course, they beat Lyon in the cup I just mentioned earlier on. Uh, Lyon are in fourth place. Uh, they have won their last two. They've sort of needed that because they lost the, drew a couple of games before that. So this weekend is Metz versus PSG. Uh, Angers, who got tonked by PSG in the cup this week, uh, they play Monaco. But Sunday night, 8pm, uh, it is Lyon versus Lille. This will be a fantastic game. So get your BT Sport on for that. Um, Premier League, chaps. Shall we go to the Premier League? Yes, oh, I wish it was a Super League. <laughs> it could be a Super Duper League. Uh, Premier League Friday, 8 o'clock on Sky. Arsenal versus Everton in the Adam Scott Allen derby. Um, <laughs> Abamia... <laughs> Uh, sure. Aubameyang, Lacazette. Yeah, well, come on, that one's your local team and one's your other team, isn't it? Okay, yeah, that's how uh, it works. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with those facts. <laughs> Injury news: uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, Kieran Tierney, and David Luiz are out. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Yerry Mina, Andre Gomez are back for Everton. Um, Arsenal are beaten at home to Everton uh, in 24 games. That goes back to January 1996. Um, <laughs> and I can tell you, I've been to about the last five of them. <laughs> <laughs> have they been pleasant? <laughs> they have not. Have you been close? No. Oh, really? no I, I, I can remember a good. I can remember some three nils and some four nils in there. Oh really? Okay. Um, uh, so the one time I can't go is destined, isn't it? It's written in the stars. <laughs> uh, Arsenal on a Friday night. They uh, in the Premier League. They played nine, won seven, drawn two, lost none. Um, it's the most unbeaten in the Premier League on a specific day of any team, and the average four point seven goals per game on a Friday. <laughs> so I don't think you've got anything to worry about by not. No. Gilfie Sigerson's got. Um, Three goals and two assists in his last seven games. Yeah. Does that fill with hope? 
At least two of those are penalties. <laughs> uh, what about the missing players for Arsenal and the fact you've got Dominic Calvert living back? Does that fill you with any kind of hope? Um, I mean, having Dominic Calvert living back is good, sure. Like, does it fill me with any kind of hope? <laughs> <laughs> What fills you more hope? Their good players being out or your good player being back? Oh, but, like, their good players being out has absolutely nothing to do with it. We'll find new and creative ways to make that not a problem. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to keep talking us down because I did it against Tottenham and we probably should have won that game. We didn't, but we probably should have won that game. So when, when I've been optimistic recently, things haven't gone well. <laughs> So I've reached a point of dour cynicism because okay. on Tuesday we were in the Champions League and look what's happened now. <laughs> well, you still could become the end of the season. Well, if the punishments Actually, I want, if the punish, if the tough punishments I want get handed out, we just have a quick look at the Premier League as it currently stands. So, if we get rid of the Super League clubs, the Champions League places would go to currently Leicester, West positions. Ham, Everton, Leeds, Leicester. West Ham, Everton Leeds, yes, it would. Down in 10th. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? He's memorised that. <laughs> Had you? That didn't happen by accident, did it? <laughs> Leeds with a goal difference of zero in the Premier League. Uh, in the Champions League, sorry. Um, okay, so you're gonna you're not you're not looking too hopeful on this. No. No? Okay. Emma, what do you reckon is gonna happen? Oh, sorry, this is just this is just where again, this is the point where we let dreams die before dreams even get to live. It's more efficient that way. It is, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, that's me doing my best Eric Cantona impression. <laughs> Emma, go and cheer him up. I can't. Arsenal will probably win. Because <laughs> <laughs> the one time they won't Arsenal. Exactly. Okay, then we cheer me up then, because at 12.30 on Saturday on BT Sport, it's Liverpool versus Newcastle and the Mike Hooper derby. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold can score or assist that I've had to write in brackets at the right end um, for the fourth <laughs> consecutive Premier League game. But that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be lovely. Uh, Newcastle have back, uh, got back-to-back wins um, and Liverpool have won three out of four, so they're both kind of in a little bit of form. Newcastle with Alan Sam Maximum got a win percentage of 37%, but without him it's only 15 so he's very important. To it's almost like he's quite good, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I saw, I saw, um, uh, did you see, like, uh, it was about two weeks ago now. I, you might have seen it on I retweeted, like, some, for some reason, a lot of Everton fans, like, have a bit of real gripe with Newcastle. I'm not quite sure why. Um, and someone referred to Alan, an Everton fan referred to Alan St. Maximan as a as, um bang average and won't be good enough to get on our bench and yes I saw that yeah Alan Maximum responded to him with a picture of it of essentially sort of screwed up a bit of paper in a waste paper basket um, <laughs> but what's more insulting is if the next game if you've seen our bench like, there was competition winners on it <laughs> the idea that he wasn't going to get he wouldn't go on it is laughable he'd start um, a few wouldn't he would he start uh, probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, go on then. Cheer me up then, Emma, for Liverpool. I can't because moral reasons would suggest that Newcastle should win because they aren't super league material. 
Right, of course, they're owned by that uh, sort of hey, knight in shining armor, Mike Ashley. No, they're, no, they're, yeah, they're owned by that that owner who just runs sort of like an efficient club that sort of live within their means. And <laughs> yeah, sure, sometimes such a good job. sometimes they get relegated because they just they just live hand to mouth. But sometimes they're not in huge amounts of debt. And no, I mean he, he runs his um, his other businesses like some sort of Victorian sweatshop. But you know, we'll forgive that because he can run but... a football club well. But still, in this occasion, even though he's a terrible fucking guy... He's the good guy. Morally, he's on the right side. <laughs> okay, so neither are you going to help me for this, then? Of no, no. What, you should, what if, if Newcastle have got anything about them, they should wear some funny T-shirts that will get in Jürgen Klopp's head, because... Yes. <laughs> Leeds really, oh, got, Leeds really oh, got to him with those T-shirts. That was a bit of a shitty move. I'm going to make some for them. You think that was a shitty move? Uh, do I think it's a shitty move? How can you you so you it's a shitty <laughs> because, it was, yes, I do think it was a shitty was, move. Yes. However, J um Jordan, the bastion of light that is Jordan Henderson was trying to organise a meeting with the captains, so Yes, that's fine. That's up to him that's for him to try and do. Yes, yeah, but surely he just agrees with them about what they were saying. So He probably does he probably they, does agree with the sentiment. They put on the T shirt then, Jordan. Uh no. No, is this, you're essentially doing the same defence of when um, when David Cameron wouldn't wear the T-shirt saying this is what a feminist looks like. I don't remember that at all. Uh, He's in trouble himself anyway. Uh, West Ham versus Chelsea, half past five on Sky. The Julian Dick Put stamping on, the on shirt, John Spencer's Jordan. head. <laughs> the Julian Dick stamping on John Spencer's head, Derby. Uh, West Ham have got 31 points at home. That's second behind Manchester City, who've got 38. Uh, and Jesse Lingard, who we spoke about earlier on, has scored in his last five games. Um, both these teams have won two out of their last five. So they're doing okay, aren't they? Question. Mm-hmm. Is Jesse Lingard the best loan sign? Uh, the best loan signing in Premier League history? Maybe. I can't think back thirty years. Well, that's your problem. Best loan signing. Some of us have them all catalogued in their head. Why not? You got every single loan. Signing. Every single one. It's my speciality. I'm mastermind. Go on then. Is he? Uh, I was, that's not for me to say. I just asked the questions. <laughs> Nicholas and Elka got Liverpool into the Champions League while unknown. Um, that's the only one that's sticking out at the moment, but maybe it's one for a little Google later on. Wasn't um, Sheffield United's goalkeeper last season unknown? He was pretty good. Yes, Dean Henson. He did lots of nice things for them. Yeah, yeah. But there's been quite a lot of... Um, Normally, Manchester United goalkeepers on loan at lower league clubs, making them look good for a little while. Wasn't didn't Ben Foster do the same? He did at Watford, didn't he? Yeah. Fair point. I think that. Ah, here we go. I think that. Also, like from the point of view of how good this signing has gone for everyone involved, like the sums of money being talked about for people to try and buy Jesse Lingard in the summer now. <laughs> is he like Neymar money? <laughs> yeah, 150 million pounds. No, I'm making that. Okay. I don't know, but. 
Oh, this is Google's my... best ever loan signings. I have, and my screen's just gone very, very blank. Uh, top of my head as well, I do remember Kieran Richardson did get, uh, in 2005, did help to keep um, uh, West Brom in the Premier League. Yeah, in the Premier so League. Premier this, League so. this guy's about to get Manchester, about to get West Ham into the Champions League, mate. All right, so top 20, according to 442 Magazine. This is three years ago. Uh, Daniel Sturridge, Chelsea to Bolton. Uh, Kyle Walker, Spurs to Aston Villa. Oh, not even that the, none of these are even in the same league. Can Danny Welbeck, Manchester United. Can you start at number one? Yeah, because <laughs> these are bits, these feel like very much sort of like like championship Regular. level yeah. signings, and I'm All after right. European Super League level signings. Okay, Romelu Lukaku, Chelsea to West Brom. No. Uh... Although, similarly, <laughs> in the fact that then they managed to sell him to Everton, but they didn't even sell him to Everton, but... Huge amounts of money, so no. Carlos Tevez, West Ham to Manchester United. No. Jack Wilshere, Arsenal to Bolton. No. Henrik Larson, Helsingborg to Manchester no. United. No. Amir Zaki, Zamalek to Wigan. Do you remember he scored about six or seven in a row, wasn't it? Did Wigan uh, still get relegated? Possibly. No, no, not that season, they didn't. Nathan Aki, Chelsea to Watford. Mikel Arteta, Real Sociedad to Everton. So it's official. Jesse Lingard is the greatest, the yeah. greatest loan signer in the history. Chelsea to Southampton. Kevin Campbell, Travis on sports at Everton. Ivan Campo, Real Madrid to Bolton. Uh, you see, the problem is that the problem is Chris that now you started at one, the lower you get on the list, the more desperate you no, sound. No, these are these Christophe de Gary, Bordeaux to Birmingham, helped keep Birmingham up. Uh, Robbie Keane, Inter to Leeds, and that's it. Can we stop suggesting that? Signings that help to keep teams up compared to a signing that's about to get West Ham in the Champions League are the same. This is West Ham. This isn't what they do. <laughs> yeah, look at who they are. It's West Ham. <laughs> yeah, but even Campo had funny hair. Jesse, Lin- Jesse Lingard does dances. Especially <laughs> the picture that they've chosen of him. is a big-haired even Campo next to a bold Massimo Macaroni. Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard could make three times the money he does in the Premier League as a TikTok star, but he chooses to play football. <laughs> okay, and we right. should get involved in more social justice, though. Well, Jesse, Jesse. yeah, help even Marcus Campo. Rashford out. Maybe he does something like Marcus's admin. We don't know that. See, that maybe, maybe when maybe when Marcus has a lot of admin on, he cheers him up with a little dance. Oh. Or maybe when publicity hog Marcus Rashford goes out and seeks yet another headline. Jesse, wow. Jesse Lingard does so much I, more anonymously, I, I, like George Michael used to. Chris, 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 Etchingham, Chris Etchingham takes food out of starving children's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a take. <laughs> That's the um, that's me not reading the Daily Mail ever again. Uh, Sheffield United versus Brighton, eight o'clock on Sky. The Danny Cullip derby. Um, Sheffield United on a Saturday this season have played twelve, lost twelve. This already relegated. Doesn't matter. They've matter. already been relegated. Okay, all right. I, I was just thinking season. about that. That because they've already been relegated and Norwich have already been promoted. When they had the Premier League meeting on Tuesday, they really shouldn't have let Sheffield United come, should they? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't. Being here. Norwich should have been allowed to turn up as a with a proc, as a proxy or something. I just. <laughs> Do you think that 
while that's the case, that Sheffield United maybe should go down to the Championship now and Norwich come up for the end of the season, just as like some sort of handover thing, like you do at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. The more I think about it, the more I do. But once once a team has been promoted and a team has been relegated, they should do a swap. Yeah, just play out the rest, of, play out the rest of the fixtures. Yeah, I do think that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's horribly unbalanced for the rest of the the, the competitive balance of the rest of the league. But for my entertainment, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday uh, on the BBC at twelve o'clock, it's Wolves versus Burnley in the twice nightly Michael Kitely derby. Um, how this did the, season... how did the BBC manage to get their hands on that delightful fixture? <laughs> how did they how did they wrestle that one away from Sky and BT Sport? Uh, this season Wolves when they scored first have won eight and drawn one Um, and Adama Traore has got goals or assists in his last three games um, having had none in his previous 35 Um, sorry if they've won eight and drawn one when they've scored first does that mean that they've only scored first nine times Uh, I guess so I'm starting to considering they've played 32 games I think I might see part of the problem well, like twice nightly Michael Kitely, they might uh, be good at coming from behind. The fact that they've only got 41 points suggests that they're not, because they must have got eight. Uh, they've <laughs> they got, uh, hold on, let me do the quick maths. Uh, they've got 25 of those points from the, the, get the nine games they scored first. Okay. And how many points have they got in total? 41. Okay. Okay. What, what does that mean? <laughs> Just numbers, isn't it? Yeah. That was very much like, got... that that was like when I tried to have a conversation with my dad about my job. <laughs> I feel like a man who couldn't work um Bluetooth headphones. At the end of it, he just goes, yeah, you just move the decimal point around, don't you? And I'm, yeah, okay, that's what I do, yeah. That's literally what I do. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, um, Leeds versus Manchester United, two o'clock in the Joe Jordan derby on Sky. Um, Lean Cooper is suspended, Rafinha and Rodrigo are doubt, so they're going to be big losses for uh, Leeds. Manchester United are unbeaten in 23 away. Um, and Mason Greenwood, here's a quiz, Mason Greenwood could be the first teenager to score in four consecutive Premier League games since somebody in the year 2000. Who? I don't know, but don't they live underwater? <laughs> I was just thinking that, but that's 3,000, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, who's this teenager in 2000? Is it, is it going to be Friday Jeffers? It is going to be Franny Jeffers. Box in the box. Um, did he have a basic career or did he do just what you expected him to do? Uh, it's difficult, right? His sample size and actually what he achieved at Everton was quite small. So he got his move came quite early. So it's difficult to say whether he was a a one season wonder or whether he'd stayed playing that. Uh, if he'd stayed at a club or, or even moved to another club where he would have got regular games at the time, whether he uh, could have been a bigger success. 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, he played for 13 clubs, um, 235 professional games, 40 goals, of which 18 were in his first spell at Everton. So I would guess 
yes, maybe he um, is a bit of a flash in the pan. But the problem is, the problem with some of that is right. Is is at that young age, a lot of that's about can be about momentum, right? Like, yeah, if he'd carried on at Everton for another couple of years, perhaps like those goal numbers, he could have maybe got 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 another maybe forty goals, and then gone to a club. But like, but however, I think Arsenal, the the move to Arsenal really stalled any sort of progress so then he was fighting an uphill battle with those other 11 clubs you speak of the only time yeah okay so he got 18 goals in his first spell at Everton in four years um that was the only time he ever got in double figures for a club his next highest was five in 54 games for Sheffield Wednesday which was over three years there you go anyway I mean I was only like 11 12 when this is happening so Yes. Okay. Well, uh, Leeds versus. What we should Manchester. say is that you said about Manchester United's record away, but they're also it's beyond that. They have won their last five games in the Premier League, and probably and then and well, they've won at least the last seven games if you take into account the Premier League and Europa League games. So they're on a hot run of form. Um, you, like you said earlier, Manchester United do only three wins, but Man United are kind of, they're doing their best to keep them honest, aren't they? Mm. They've closed that point total down a little bit. Like, they win their game in hand. Man City at eight points, still eight points clear, but um, this will be exciting. Like, this is a, a, it's a derby that's not a, it's not a proper derby, isn't it? I mean, it's a rivalry. I don't know what you call them, but. It's a, Rose, it's a um, it's a rivalry match, but it's not a derby because it is a sort of roses derby, isn't it? I don't, yeah, I'm not sure that's the term. Well, I think it is if you're in Lancashire or I think no, but I don't technically roses derby, I don't think is a term, is what I'm saying. We need to come up with a term for them, we can do it. We're we're an influential (laughs) podcasting podcast listened to by hundreds of people. Uh, we're award-winning, aren't we? Exactly. Well, so, two of us on this podcast are, anyway. What, so, what do we want to... I have won awards in my life, Chris. For podcasting? No, for actual things. <laughs> <laughs> actual you would, achievements. You wouldn't like have what? said that if you were with us in 2015. Like what? Now, who's got the, what's the best award you've got? Uh... I made, uh, I used to make world-class macarons, and I've won awards for them. And I used to work at a restaurant, which was awarded three Michelin stars when I worked there. Mm-hmm. So technically, I won those as well. The restaurant won the award, not you. Yes, but I contributed to its success. Only percentage, though, not only entirety. It still counts. Right, yeah, but that, <laughs> sorry, the lawyer in me, Chris, is suggesting that I didn't contribute to 100% of the podcasting success. Yeah, I, I mean, realised that as well, I, but I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, I did, I did a good 90% of it, but not, I, I can't claim 100%. <laughs> so, Fair you enough. know, actual awards. Tangible awards. <laughs> I, I mean, player, all those awards legend. that you've spoken of so far, do you, like, have, do you have, like, a trophy or a certificate? Uh, I do have a trophy for the macarons. Okay. Is it a star-shaped? <laughs> no. Ours is a star-shaped. 
well, yours is better. It's real as well. I've seen it. Let's <laughs> um, go back to this game then. So, uh, this is going to be one where Leeds are definitely up for it, though, isn't it? Even though they're missing these players, Emma. So, what do you reckon? Ross doesn't let me touch it, but he let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many places I could go with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm in charge of the order. I'm not going to edit that bit out for myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> go on. What do you reckon? Well played. Go on. What do you reckon, Emma? Uh, I think Manchester United will win. By a lot, or is we comfortable for them? No, not by a lot, because they're not very good. But yeah, Leeds have been taking the piss out of their win one, lose one schedule by not having lost a game in five. So it's about they are due. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aston Villa versus West Brom at uh, seven o'clock on Sunday night in BT Sport, the Gareth Barry derby. So Ollie Watkins uh, with seven. Um, is the second most goals on a Sunday for Aston Villa since Juan Pablo mm-hmm. Angel, who scored nine on a Sunday. On I've, got a very, I've got a very lucrative bet going on here if that's starting to worry me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and West Brom have won one out of seven playing on a Sunday. So, you know, Sundays aren't the day for West Brom, are they? I mean, they obviously are for Aston Villa. Is any day the day for West Brom? I guess not. Right, so, can we talk about, because instead of doing this in... in... Isolation. Let's can we talk about this in a collective? Um, in terms of the relegation, I think Burnley could still go down. Okay. So I looked at all the fixtures, um, and so Burnley's. Let me talk you through Burnley's Burnley's fixtures. They have got Wolves as West Ham. Fulham, Leeds, Liverpool, and Sheffield United. Wow, that Fulham game is huge. So, assume they lose that Fulham game. How many how many wins do we see them having there? One? Maybe, mm. if they're lucky. Sheffield United on the last day of the season. Yeah. Now, mm. if that's the case, if... if so, if they win that, that puts them on 36 points. And Fulham would be on 30. So, Fulham would need two more wins from their fixtures, not not including that Burnley, Burnley result. So, Fulham have got Chelsea, then the Burnley game, Southampton, Manchester United and Newcastle. Now, is is seeing them beat Southampton and Newcastle impossible? Hmm. I think they could beat both of those teams. Yeah, me too. Now, same deal again with with West Brom. West Brom would need three wins, and they're making it hard for themselves by losing right now. Oops, sorry, Russ. Um. But West Brom have got Villa, mm-hmm. Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham and Leeds. 
They're not winning any of those <clears> games, <throat> are they? No, bet... the first two games are West Midlands derbies, aren't they? So they're not going to enjoy them. No, but that doesn't mean they're going to lose them. No, but it might give them a bad momentum. It does make them harder. I, I admit that it, you're like for everyone else playing Wolves, oh, it's only Wolves, but for West Brom, it makes it a bit stickier. Mm. I just, I just think Burnley could still be in trouble there. That, that, but that. All admittedly, all they've probably got to do is beat Fulham, but they don't beat Fulham, and they could be in trouble. Yeah, I yeah, I think you're right. It's not entirely, I mean, you know, to the benefit of making our podcast sound interesting for the next few weeks, it's not uh, not over, is it? And this is what I was doing when I probably should have been doing some work at some point in the last week. Mm, well, you go tell your dad. It's not just decimal points, obviously. No, some of it's important sort of stuff, sort of like worrying about Burnley all of a sudden. Exactly. But like, can exactly. Burnley go down? Can we engineer a way in which Burnley are relegated? <laughs> and it turns out I can. Uh, and finally, on Monday night, 8 o'clock, is Leicester versus Crystal Palace in the Steve Claridge Shin Derby. Um, Leicester are winning at the moment, aren't they? Uh, and Crystal Palace uh, lost 4-1 at home to Chelsea last weekend. Um, sure is a game of football that's going to happen. It sure is, isn't it? I'm going to go for Palace on this one. Sure, why not? Yeah. I guess less. Sorry. Against Leicester's Leicester. home form, yeah, Leicester's home form has been wayward this season. Is this the same Crystal Palace? Yeah, we're talking about the same one. Maybe a draw then. Weirdly, just find think Leicester will struggle. No, okay. Crystal Palace all the way. Embrace chaos. Go on, Crystal Palace all the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. You turn. This is. I feel like I'm in the waiting room for a head tra- trauma unit talking to two patients who haven't quite. <laughs> pulled it all together yeah. like oh, monkeys. have some fun with it <laughs> Leicester will win obviously yeah, Leicester, Leicester will win 9-0 okay Leicester will win alright um, okay so well, if you've got, got a head injury you're going to say something stupid why not go for the pre- why not make it 10 why stop at 9 <laughs> because I love, Tennis unprecedented. Yeah, so you hit, yeah, exactly. You hit, you hit your head, but you haven't hit it so hard that you're willing to go beyond the realms of what you've already already seen. Yeah, I, I've hit it, but I've not lost my all of my faculties. Maybe that. Maybe I've still got some critical thinking left. Maybe the ten nil is going to be like, um, going to be like the four minute mile. Is it like people thought it was impossible, <laughs> but then when they saw, I've forgotten the guy who did it, do it. When they saw him do it, then loads of people did it because they realised it was a mental block more than a. Which yeah, would be exciting. It'd be exciting for us, right? Because it would be like lots of ten nil goals. We do like goals. Yeah, goals, goals. And Adam does. He's a Jonathan Wilson fan. Goals um, are overrated, aren't they? Is that what he said? Goals are overrated. And my favourite is, I know Jonathan Wilson's stat is when I used to listen to when I was younger and less in, well-informed. And I think it was Ray Houghton on TalkSport used to say, show me a goal and I'll show you a mistake. Now, if that isn't a, the attitude of a Dow Scotsman, I don't know what is. <laughs> right, has anyone got any other business before we wrap this up? No. Emma? No. 
Okay, uh, so we're Man of the Post, part of the uh, Man of the Post network. So you've um, had a few, fair few podcasts out this week. We had our emergency podcast uh, talking about the um, uh, Super League on Monday. We had the regular roundup again uh, on Monday, uh, which reviewed last weekend's games. There's been a Championship Manager podcast out this week. So uh, with this one, there'll be four podcasts out in a week. Uh, Ali and Dave and Simon will be back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing here. Um you can find us on Twitter at Man of the Post, at Instagram at Man of the Post. You can give us a like on Facebook as well. You can download us from Acast and Stitcher, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you uh, just give us a, a like or subscribe on there, all your future uh, podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox. Uh, if you like what you hear, even if you don't like what you hear, you can give us a five-star review and uh, you can rate us on iTunes and that moves us automatically up the charts, which is uh, very lovely of you. Um, I don't know if they want to follow you. How do they do that? Uh, Adam SA101. Okay. Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No. How do they follow you, Chris? They follow me at CHingham77. Uh, thank you ever so much, people. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>